Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, a great selection of pre-owned inventory if that's where your budget is making you go towards. A great service department that is there for your current vehicle with the diagnostics, inspections, routine maintenance, like an oil change, all those types of things. They got you covered. And a great sales staff that's not just there for the sale, but they're there to save you money. Make sure you got the right car for the future, too. All part of the Sunbury Motors guarantee. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Another loaded show today on this Thursday. We've got KYW's Matt Leon with the latest on the fills. Surging right in the very thick of things now. Battling the Cardinals for that second wild card spot. Tough loss last night though, of course. With Abdul Herrera being himself as per usual. Just <laughs> missing that kind of catch. I, I just I just don't get why he is even in a major league uniform, let alone with the Phillies, considering his offseason stuff, too. I mean, he is a joke. Just a flat-out joke. Not only to the Phillies, but to Major League Baseball. But nonetheless, Phillies dropped down one last night to the Nats, 3-2. to two. And so we'll talk about that and more with Matt Leon from KYW. And as we've talked about the last couple of days, Mark Fowler from the Arizona Republic, Steve's Penn State classmate. Should be fun to have him join us as we continue all of the latest talk and reaction to everything happening across college football. And today, the King will join us in the final half hour for our headlines of the week. Looking forward to having King back on with us. So, we got a lot to get to, as always. Tomorrow on the show, we got Sporting News' Bill Bender with his take on, the, especially on the business side of things, for what's happening in college football. That should be pretty interesting, too. But this just came down. Rafael Nadal just pulled out of the Wimbledon semifinal with a torn abdominal muscle. 22-time major champ said he had been experiencing pain in the area for the past week, but the injury got worse during Wednesday's quarterfinal match, specifically while serving. And, of course, he had the 
couple epic performances there leading up to that point. So that's a tough blow for Rafael Nadal. And at the beginning of the NHL offseason, or their offseason, I should say, for the Penguins, it had been talked about what was going to happen with the core of Getty Malkin and Sidney Crosby and Chris Letang. Well, looks like everybody's coming back. Chris Letang reaches a six-year, $36.6 million extension. New deal begins next year. 35 years old now. Obviously, he spent his entire career with the Pens. Won them a few Stanley Cups. So, it's... It is what it is. I guess if you wanted... If you want him to finish his career with the Penguins, you take the good with the bad when it comes to these signings. So, looks like it might they might be doing the same thing with Evgeny Malkin going to some type of a more team-friendly deal. Just so you can have him retire, maybe still keep competing a little bit. But you know, obviously, he's past his prime. So, you're looking at maybe like a, a Ben Roethlisberger maybe type of ending with this core. But you know what? If you're a Pens fan, I'm sure you don't care. You've won three Stanley Cups. You've been in the conversation almost every year. Obviously, another playoff appearance this year. So, there you go. So, it's a six-year... $36.6 million extension. And in uh, Major League Baseball, speaking of going back to the Phils for a sec, they actually will continue their series with the Nats tonight, wrapping it up tonight. Or this afternoon, in fact, I should say. A little less than an hour away from that. 4.05 first pitch today. You've got Adon for uh, Washington on the mound against Falter for the Phils. Don 6.97 ERA. Falter a 4.88 ERA for the Phils. Phils lineup is Schwarber, who of course hit two straight homers again last night. He'll lead off. Reese Hoskins at first, Nick Castellanos in right, Halls at the DH, JT Real Mutos at, at uh, catcher, D.D. Gregorius at short, Stott at second base, Verling at third base, Moniak in center field. That's today's lineup? That's today's lineup for the Phils, yeah. That's great. Moniak After, uh, going, if Moniak was not the first overall pick in the draft, he wouldn't be up with him. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, he had a nice sliding catch the other night. He's been playing some decent, de- decently here and there, but yeah, you're right. He, he wouldn't be. It's just, they, they don't want to give up on him. I don't blame him. Uh, we're going to have Matt Leon on in the uh, next half hour. We're going to talk a lot about the Phillies, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yankees uh, last night won 16 to nothing. But again, before you get. Um, I, I was talking to pirate fans 
uh, earlier today, and they said, look, I said, you split with them. I said, that's huge, just to do that. I said, don't get all wrapped up in the 16 nothing." I said, that happens. Because the Pirates, it's like, I think it's the fourth game this, this season that they've lost uh, by 16 runs or more. <laughs> it happens. I said, but you know, I said, what's interesting is that the the 5-2 to two game is exponentially more typical of the Yankees season than the 16 nothing game. I said, people think because of Aaron Judge, they see Judge, they see, look, LeMay, who's got a great batch, and Carlos Stanton hits for power, uh, and, and Judge is just right now, uh, to me, is the player everybody in the game wants. All right? I said, but don't get fooled by that. I said, the Yankee offense is good, not great. Uh, I said, their pitching and their defense has been outstanding. I said, now, the guy that can ill afford to lose for any period of time is Rizzo because he makes the infield exponentially better. Uh, and, you know, you can't lose Judge, obviously, either. I said, but, you know, I said, look at Houston. I said, Houston beat them three out of five. All right? And Houston should have won all five. Not the words you wanted to hear. No, it's well put. I mean, because really, when you look at last night's game alone, it's a 5 nothing ball game in the seventh inning, and it was nothing nothing through five. The Yankees couldn't get anything going, and the last two innings were a joke because the Pirates continued to be the Pirates and put positional players at pitching. What do you expect is going to happen? The floodgates are going to open. And the Yankees did what they should have done, pound them. Yeah, finally. I mean, you know, because they finally got the Keller. It was kind of a slow process. And the Grand Slam by Judge put it away. Um, no, he's a, he's a great hitter. There's just no getting around it. He is a great, great hitter. And uh, and not only that, he's a terrific fielder, too. I think he's an excellent fielder. But that is, but that's, but that's what the Yankees are. The Yankees are actually more the five to two team. They are not. I mean, anybody who thinks the Yankees are blowing people out, no, they don't blow people out. It's one eighty of that. They hang, and then they are a team that, to their credit, has the ability to win. Close games because they have number one. They have great pitching, really good defense, bolstered by Rizzo at first, and Donalds is a good third baseman. By the way, he's always been a good third baseman. Always has been. Yeah, maybe not the best clubhouse guy, but he's a good third baseman. Correct. In other words, I just get the feeling that he and and Cole aren't rooming on the road. All right, so um, there we go. Get wrong. the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. They all have their own rooms on the road, believe me. All right, we got a lot going on today. Uh, we've got Matt Leon next half hour, then, then Mark Fowler, Arizona Republic, on what's next out there after the fallout of USC and UCLA. The King is on today. And then tomorrow, 
We're going to have Bill Bender from Sporting News on. And we need to get somebody who's really tapped into the scene at Notre Dame. So I've been able to get Matt Fortuna from The Athletic to join us tomorrow. And Matt is as... Pete Sampson may be the one that covers... um, It would be the primary football guy when it comes to Notre Dame football with The Athletic, but Matt Fortuna is as tuned in to Notre Dame as anybody and has been for years. Look, Notre Dame goes... They go the beat of their own drum. They don't have to make any moves right now. They can look at the landscape, and whenever they desire to make a move there will be receptive entities waiting for them. So they don't have to make a move. They never have to make a move. And if they decide to make a move, doors will open. That's fine. Because I'll explain in a moment um, when we come back of why I refer to it as the silly season because a lot of people don't get I sense a lot of people they're, they're well intentioned as to what they think about the landscape but they don't get the landscape and what real what actually is important so we'll talk about that in a moment as we continue brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors and News Radio 1070 WKOK This is ridiculous well, I mean, again, at some point, it, you know, it becomes you know, almost like you're watching it. It's, kind of, it's a joke. I mean, it so is. This is, is Major League Baseball. It's a joke. They got to quit doing this. I'm not talking about the Pirates. Everybody's other teams. I think the Cubs or the Tigers use three position players in one game. Yeah, that's right. Major League Baseball has to stop. Oh, we need to save our pitchers. What are you doing? Yes. Come on. Becomes a clown show after a while. You know you but got a problem when Greg Brown this... gets angry. <laughs> and Greg, and you know what? Greg is marvelous at what he does. He has not been dealt the best hand as a broadcaster, and he takes advantage, He makes the most of it. That's why I love talking to Greg. And Scott Fransky is great, by the way. It's one thing. You've got great baseball announcers in this state. Not good. Now, back to the silly season, which is what I refer to as that. Everybody, once something like USC and UCLA happens, virtually everybody starts coming up with what's going to happen next. And that's what Mike DeCourcy was talking about yesterday. Mike's absolutely right. I feel the same way. It becomes silly after a while. Here's some of the thoughts as to how it's all going to be solved when nobody knows how it's going to be solved. You know, it's one thing we try to we try to be as honest with everybody here as possible all the time. You know, if you have an answer, give an answer. Right? Or if you have a theory on something, give a theory on something. Like we were talking yesterday about block scheduling. You know, and I ran, I was talking to Greg Nye and and Jeff Cook about this last night. The men's golf and men's soccer coach. We the three of us were playing golf last night. I was talking about block scheduling. And they both looked at me and said, "That's an intriguing idea when it comes to USC and UCLA." Now it doesn't mean they're going to do it, 
because they're not going to be in charge of schedules, but it's something to be considered. And the uh, so that aside, this is all about what chip you play that gets everybody in the club more money. Penn State got the Big Ten more money. Worth it. Nebraska, by bringing in the Big Ten championship game, got the conference more money. Maryland and Nebraska, even though Penn State gives you New York, Penn State gives you D.C., Penn State gives you Baltimore. They give you all that. Penn State does all that. But you can't officially claim the market unless you have schools there, which means on cable at the premium rate. Unless you have schools there, that's the value of Rutgers and Maryland. Now you bring in USC and UCLA. Two gigantic chips. There's only one big chip left in the game. It's Notre Dame. They're the only big chip left. It's not Clemson. Yeah, you, when it comes to this, you have to think differently. It's not Duke. It's not Kansas. Well, Kansas is the national champion in basketball. Do any of you sit there and watch a Kansas football game? It's a, Okay, this is football. Any of you watch Duke play football? The only thing you know, you know about Duke football is Daniel Jones quarterbacks the Giants. All right? Clemson's great at football, but again... Yeah, it's not the chip you think it is. And Stanford's not. Notre Dame's the only big chip left. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Yeah, position player pitching's like when the suit fills in on a ceiling score broadcast. All right, um, so let's uh, what? Well, you know what? Joey Gallo would still strike out. Oh, I'm sorry. Joey Gallo, and I texted Matt this because it's a fact. Joey Gallo had more strikeouts in the month of June than Tony Gwynn had in his career. At least he finally did something last night. But he still doesn't belong on a major league field. Defensively, he's a good player. He is. Um, but I didn't offensively, get that anywhere. Offensively, yeah, offensively, it's just so, I mean, it, it literally hit or miss, and there are too many misses and not enough hits. It's painful. Today's show brought to you by some uh, good friends. Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com for Kia Hyundai. Best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. So important. And a great service department to back it all up. Routine, oil changes, they take care of all that. Inspections, fabulous. Anything difficult, they'll be able to handle as well. Diagnostics, you name it. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Next half hour, Mark Fowler, Arizona Republic. What happens to the remnants 10 slash 12? And since he's...
Arizona, Arizona State. 20 the best guy we can think of to talk about it. Tomorrow, Bill Bender's sporting news on this, and a guy that's tuned in to Notre Dame. Matt Fortuna of The Athletic will be joining us. So, yes, I when we're looking at the guests this week, I will freely admit I tapped into the Friends Network to do this. <laughs> and, and the Friends are all coming through, by the way. They're all coming through. But let's uh, turn to another friend. Let's go to Philadelphia. Matt Leon joins us. Sir, always a pleasure. Good to be with you. Yeah, well, you know, I know that we don't usually get into this, but, I mean, obviously you spend a lot of time time up here. What was your thought when you heard about USC and UCLA? I mean, on one hand, it kind of sounds like patently absurd, just like because of what you grew up with, like what conferences were, and a part of it was like regional rivalry and stuff like that. But on the other hand, we're just heading towards a point where it's just going to be kind of three giant conferences. Uh, at the top level, maybe even just two, uh, and this giant schism with everyone else. Um, so, like I said, my initial was like, you start to see people put on Twitter like maps of all the teams, and you've got USC and UCLA out here, and it's, but uh, it's just more, we're just moving closer and closer to the point where I think specifically just kind of football kind of creates its own universe. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> It is. I mean, between the SEC and the Big Ten, they've created a universe, there's no question. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's uh, get to what's going on down in, in Philly. Let's start with the Phillies and Kyle Schwarber and what he's been doing at the plate. The average may not be great, but what's he been doing at the plate to compensate for right now the absence of Bryce Harper? Hitting the ball out of the ballpark a heck of a lot. Um, I mean, he's had one of the the top performances through – you know, half a season when it comes to hit, hitting home runs that any Philly has ever had. Uh, he's been somebody they've been able to count on. Um, you know, like you said, the average, you know, but it was really, really low at one point, kind of artificially low. And it's taken a lot of work to get it up. I think I just saw this morning he's at 226 after having uh, three hits last night. But uh, it's really been amazing. Uh, and the home runs he's hitting, like these are not win adult fly balls that are paint scraping, you know, at a, at a hitter-friendly park like Citizens Bank Park. I mean, he's hitting moonshots, and it has gone a long way to kind of helping – ease the burden of not having Bryce Harper. Also calling up uh, Derek Hall, the youngster. Well, he's not that young for uh, a guy making his debut, 27, 28 years old. But he's been able to step in, uh, provide power, provide uh, you know some run production. Uh, and they've been able so far to kind of hold the fort down uh, without Harper. Uh, it was a nice story. Uh, Mark Capella was able to finally ascend to the major leagues. What was your thought when he finally got his chance? Oh, I think it was great. I mean, well, like you said, it's be, besides the baseball, just the human part of it. You know, a guy who had all the pressure on the world as number one overall pick, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. He walks away. And then you kind of get the feeling it's kind of like that exhale and, hey, let's just try playing baseball for fun. And lo and behold, that he's able to stay healthy, that talent comes through. And uh, he's, yeah, I mean, he's thrown the ball well. He's been put in very low leverage 
situations, but uh, he's performed every time uh, he's been out there. And it'll be interesting to see because the bull, like, there's been a lot of talk with the Phillies, and it's kind of focused on Schwarber and it's focused on the offense. Right. Suddenly, a bullpen that was a disaster is completely lights out top to bottom. Uh, you know, I don't know. Once again, like a lot of things, it seems to correspond with Joe Girardi getting fired. Yeah. Uh, it, it is really amazing, kind of the the light flip, light switch flipping that it has been on on many fronts. But now, pretty much anybody they bring out of the bullpen, they are getting very, very good results. In Appel, uh, like I said, it's been in low leverage situations, but he's another guy that's been put out there and put zeros up every time he's he's been out there. Yeah. And- Look, let's let's give credit where credit's due. I mean, he is a definition of perseverance that now is getting his shot. And everybody knew when he was coming up, he was talented. And the Phillies right now are sitting, at least they're over 500. Uh, you mentioned Robbie, uh, indirectly, Robbie Thompson. Uh, and the Phillies right now are a half game out of, uh, I think they're what, are they half game out of the last wild card? They're right there, three and a half Probably out. Probably because of the three, loss last night, yeah. yeah. Th- three and a half out of the last wild card behind San Diego. Uh, but when you sit there and you, you look at the job Robbie Thompson's done, you know, handling the bullpen and so forth, what's he done? I, you know what? I mean, I've talked a lot of – he let some of the younger guys play. He's had a more steady lineup. Uh, I really – it's hard to point to – a, a lot of things he's done differently. It just must be something about his approach. The the team really seems to respond to him. Uh, I also I do think a lot of this is I shouldn't say a lot. A part of the success they're having now is kind of guys kind of reverting back to the mean. You know, a lot of guys that struggled. Uh, you know, all now the pendulum has swung back in the other way, and it's kind of happened on on multiple fronts. You know, like. The bullpen, you know, I didn't like a lot of the things Girardi did, but a lot of guys didn't produce when they were given chances mm-hmm. under Girardi, and those same guys are producing now when they're given chances. I don't know, you know, does a guy, does a guy pitching in the sixth inning as opposed to the seventh inning, does that make the difference between him giving up four runs and no runs? I, like, I don't, right. I don't know. But you're you're seeing a lot of guys who got opportunities uh, that were inconsistent at best, now all of a sudden are very consistent. But that must say something. You know, there must be a steadying hand there. And Thompson was always kind of looked at as a guy who was into development, who, mm-hmm. you know, really worked with guys. And maybe you're seeing that with uh, some of the younger guys on the roster, too, who he's giving chances to. And like mentioned, Derek Hall, they call him up. He's been in the lineup every game, I think, since he's been called up. Um, you know, they Bryson Stott, you know, the average still is, is low. They keep giving Moniac chances. Uh, I don't know if Mickey Moniac would be up here if he wasn't a former number one overall pick. He seems to struggle with anything off speed at the plate. Uh, Alec Bohm's been in there on a regular basis. Uh, and, you know, guys seem to respond. There just seems to be – you can't have kind of the, the, the complete switch in a different direction almost pointed to the day of the manager change and not take out of that that guys are responding to one person a lot better than they did to the other. 
with all of this said, how anxious is the city for the Eagles to open training camp? Uh, you know how it is. I mean, that's <laughs> that's especially with the moves the Eagles have made and the excitement that yeah. is behind them. On paper, they look like a legitimate uh, team to be feared in the NFC. So I, I think the one thing is the Phillies have taken advantage here of – you know, kind of this time when everybody's kind of treading water until training camp, they've played good baseball. They've played exciting baseball, and they've managed to, I think, kind of reel people in uh, to to pay more attention yeah. instead of, to your point, just kind of crossing off the days on the calendar until uh, until the Eagles start. But regardless of that, you know, it, we all know where the attention will go yeah. once the once the Eagles start. Do you pay atten- any attention at all to the Sixers summer league team? To the summer league, no. Um, yeah. I just I I can't. I, back when it was you know Ben Simmons and yeah. and stuff like that, you would watch to see. But uh, no, and but you know there are a lot of people that are all in on the summer league, and God bless them. It, but it's just something I just can't get into. Yeah. All right, my friend, I appreciate it very much. Uh, yeah, they're all waiting for the Novacare to open. All right. so <laughs> Absolutely. Matt, thanks so much. Appreciate you, as always. Always a pleasure. Take care. Matt Leon in Philadelphia. Next half hour, Mark Fowler out Arizona Republic. Tomorrow, Matt Fortuna on Notre Dame from The Athletic. Also uh, joining us on the show tomorrow, Bill Bender from Sporting News. Great to have you with us today. Good news is that the um, Pirates have uh, now selected their next position player to uh, pitch against the Reds. S O U L E D, that spells Falda! It's not good for the game. Yeah. I mean, here I am trying to always talk about grow the game, and then you know these guys you know, refuse to do it. It's fine. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I. Just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. Judge hammers that. High, deep, and grand. Aaron Judge clears the bases with home run number 30. It's uh, the equivalent of the uh, 
Bob Euchre joke. I hit a grand slam once. It made the final 13-2. to two. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. But still, it was a huge blast. No getting around it. Huge blast. The... There are obviously uh, some schools that right now are in a world of hurt with all this. And that's what this comes down to. And and I go back to what I don't blame people at all for looking at schools and saying, well, well, Stanford's great at every sport. True. Kansas is great at basketball. True. National champion. Duke is great at, I mean, the brand name Duke. Absolutely. And you are correct about it. And, you know, or Boston colleges in the Boston market. Stanford and Cal are in the San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose market. True. You are all of you who make who talk. You are all absolutely correct. But when it comes to this conversation, none of that of what you just talked about matters. Doesn't mean you're not right. It just means that this is not what matters to the conversation. This is all about men's ratings generation, TV, and football. Now, you have to you if you if you're not in a big city, Penn State, do you does, does your brand resonate in your state? Where, you know, so let's stay in Pennsylvania. Where Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, you've got them. Yep. So you've got the market. You've got Penn State, the brand. Penn State football, the brand. And then, does that brand resonate in more than just their state? And you can see with six of the top 40, you know, there were 41 games last year with 4 million viewers or more. Well, Penn State was in six of those. You had the bowl game in, it's the seventh. That's seven out of the 13 games that Penn State played where they had 4 million viewers or more. Seven out of 41. That's impressive. And that's what the brand means you add up Penn State's 12 games the regular season game so let's just take out the bowl game and then I'll add the bowl game in in a moment Penn State had 39 million viewers last year 39 million viewers for their 12 games now you add in the bowl game you're at 43 million almost 44 million it's closer to 44 million viewers that's fourth. See, that's what I'm talking about, what the brand brings to the table. 
Right? These other schools that are bandied about Boston College doesn't bring that. They don't bring that to the table. Stanford doesn't bring it to the table, believe it or not. Clemson's got a good brand. But what market are you bringing in in South Carolina? You already have the University of South Carolina and the SEC. What are they going to bring extra to the table that's going to make a network say, you know what? We're going to make sure that, you know, I mean, you come in there, you're going to have to bring an additional, let's just, just let's minimize it. You have to bring an additional $17 million to the table per, okay, for the, for the networks. You have to bring $17 million more in. That's $1 million per existing school plus yourself. Can they do that? No. Probably not. And that's where we are with this right now. That's what makes that, you know, this is economics 101. Whomever is added, so Penn State came in, they got more bowl money. A new TV contract. So Penn State did its part. Nebraska, being the 12th school, got them the Big Ten championship game. That does their part. Now, I know Penn State delivers New York, Baltimore, Washington, but officially, you can't claim those as markets and then thus all the households in those areas, unless you have two teams in those areas, Rutgers and Maryland, just by geography, do that. USC and UCLA now bring a brand power to it that's going to increase the payout for everybody, not just themselves. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking for. And that's what you need to consider. Would this increase the payout? I've already seen market research done on on, on Washington and Oregon. And the market research on Oregon and Washington, as good a brands as they are, and they're very good brands, very good. Each Big Ten school would lose $6 million. See, this is the game you're playing right now. There's only one big chip left in the game. It's Notre Dame. And Notre Dame can take its time, and the Big Ten doesn't need to rush them.